This paid commercial may not represent the views of Hubbard Broadcasting Incorporated or Federal News Radio. Statements and opinions of this broadcast are solely those of individual contributors or advertisers as indicated. Federal News Radio does not take responsibility for those statements or opinions and accepts no responsibility or liability for any inaccuracy, errors, or omissions reported during this program. Welcome to the 2018 Federal Executive Forum Series on Federal News Radio 1500 AM, proudly celebrating 13 years. Today's episode brings you health IT in government. Here's your host, Luke McCormack. Good afternoon and welcome to the show. I'm Luke McCormack. During today's show, we will discuss critical issues facing government and industry leaders and using information technology to improve health care and health care services. With me on today's show are Colonel Kevin Seeley, Deputy Chief Information Officer, Defense Health Agency. Jeremiah Cunningham, Senior Director of Sales, Federal Citrix Government. Sean Kelly, Vice President, Business Development, Military and Veterans Health, Leitas. And William Von Alt, Staff Engineer for Splunk. Well, healthcare is a big subject, and certainly IT is a big subject. I think about personalized healthcare, I think about telehealth, I think about IoT and embedded systems in these environments, nanotechnology, big data, case management, uh, of course the famous blue button. Uh, we've got to make sure all this is uh, secure and uh, I'm told we're spending over three trillion dollars in this area. So let me start with you, uh, Colonel. Can you give us uh, uh, some progress? Uh, tell us about some progress that's happening over at the Defense Health Agency in regards to uh, uh, IT and health IT. When I think about the, uh, the promise of technology in healthcare, uh, for many years it is to deliver better services, quality of care, cost and access to the patient. Getting the right information to the right customer, the right patient, the right provider at the right time and the right way. Um, we have invested quite heavily in technology over many years and uh, we are achieving some of that. Uh, we have several enterprise systems that we use to do health information exchange. So uh, primarily with our electronic health record, our legacy electronic health record, we've connected that up to several state HIEs, uh, health information exchanges, and uh, we exchange data at the state regional HIE level as well as with the Veterans Administration uh, to ensure that pati patients and providers are getting access to that, uh, their, their care information. So maybe you could tell the, the listening audience, you know, where does DHA fit into sort of the VA's uh, healthcare system versus the military healthcare system? How does DHS, you know, what, what role does DHA, DHA play in that? So, so the Defense Health Agency is just that. Uh, we're, we're the health agency that uh, delivers care to the military, to military service members mm -hmm. as well as their beneficiaries, uh, the family members. Um, the Veterans Administration is, is geared toward taking care of veterans after they get out of the military. Mm -hmm. um, it's important that care is seamless between the two, uh, the two healthcare systems. So as we uh, look back at the years, we, we Congress uh, required us to do inf health information exchange to make that, uh, that record more seamless. And we've done that by sharing information back and forth between the VA and the DOD. Fantastic. Uh, Sean, uh, how about at uh, LIDAS? Uh, tell us about what's going on at LIDAS, uh, what's going on in regards to healthcare and progress in regards to the IT and the delivery of those capabilities across our community. Yeah, LIDAS, um, the health group, 
we, we don't look at ourselves just as an IT organization. You know, we look at ourselves as a healthcare organization and how do we assist with making sure that patient care is delivered? How do we help with, we help with disability exams. We um, have supported the legacy ALTA at DHA for 28 years, I believe. Um, we've been a, um, a significant integrator in the VA space as well. So we support both sides of that. And what we just try to figure out is how do we help our customers deliver healthcare better, more efficient, um, and making sure that when we're there helping them, we're a thought leader and we're supporting what they need, not only today, but in the future. So you've been doing that over the course of 20 years, both on the military side, on the veteran side, it sounds like. Um, I don't believe it's long on the veteran side, but on, on DHA side, we, on the DHA side, we started with Alta, and then we helped support, I mean, we started with CATS, and then Helped with Alta. Is what for the listening audience? The composite healthcare computer system. Okay. All right. So it's a system that they used to. It, it was one of Vista's probably the first, but sure. CHCS was a very early adoption of a healthcare record. Fantastic. All right, Jeremiah. When I think of Citrix, I think of a lot of different things that Citrix does from a technological standpoint. But maybe you could share with the audience sort of what does Citrix do in regards to healthcare, and then uh, tell us about some progress that's being made. Well, I think when you, you, you're right. When you, a lot of people think of Citrix, you think of you know certain things. And Citrix has grown over the years um, to you know help deliver healthcare solutions. And we've always been part of the infrastructure. And for many years, you know, the, the federal healthcare has been a significant uh, customer of ours, both DHA and VA. Um, and now it, it's, it's delved into delivering the apps that clinicians need um, you know, securely. Um, over across uh, you know, several networks, uh, whether it's on-prem, cloud, what have you. Um, so it's really evolved much, much more than um, you know, infrastructure. It used to be we were just part of the infrastructure. Um, now from mobility, um, uh, clinicians to uh, um, you know, other people from on the VA side, even for the uh, veterans, for families and like that. So uh, web browsing, some of the things that um, com the commerciality of delivering um, healthcare solutions versus just being part of the infrastructure is probably the biggest change. Yeah, I would think, you know, with a lot of this stuff going in a, in a sort of a mobile direction and telemedicine, et cetera, where Citrix would play a huge role in that, right? Personalized medicine, you know, getting access to my records remotely, et cetera, uh, would be a big role that Citrix would be playing both in the private sector and the public sector, I would imagine. Absolutely, because it's, it's one is delivery, but two is that uh, aggregation and collaboration of the data that you want to deliver securely. So you have to, you know, aggregate it securely and then deliver securely as well. So absolutely, we're a big part of that. Sure. Okay, uh, William, how about at Splunk? Um, once again, this is a, a technology that we're uh, very familiar with across the community in a lot of different dimensions. Uh, and I'm sure in regards to big data and analysis, et cetera, uh, that's where Splunk probably plays a big role. But tell us about uh, Splunk and what Splunk does in regards to IT healthcare and the progress that you guys have made. Absolutely. Uh, the, the big data that you referenced, Luke, certainly is, is uh, perhaps largest within the healthcare space, right? Because we're talking uh, the, the patient healthcare records, we're talking the infrastructure upon which those systems ride, uh, the security and compliance thereof. Uh, there's so many different data points out there um, in healthcare IT that both affect the, the, the patient as well as the underlying operations. Um, so from Splunk's perspective, uh, you know, we're seeing organizations uh, more and more adopt a, a proactive approach to managing that data, to collecting that data, 
and uh, to being able to, to operate on it for the improvement of both their, their patient-facing services, um, make sure that uh, access to those electronic health records are robust and resilient, uh, secure, uh, but also to affect business operations um, in terms of claim processing. Um, are they efficient? Uh, are we detecting anomalies and potential fraud in the, the process? Um, so many applications of, of that data that is being generated and collected by all the various systems. I would imagine, uh, you know, the analysis of big data and then uh, doing some AI on top of that and making smart choices about, um, you know, uh, whether it's a claims process or what have you is a, is a big part of what Splunk is being used for in the healthcare that's uh, industry. Absolutely correct. We had a, uh, a reference use case from a partner just earlier this year. Um, you know, Cerner, very large healthcare organization, uh, processing millions of transactions across thousands, tens of thousands of customers, and, and using some of that uh, AI and machine learning capabilities that you reference, able to in, in near real time, you know, detect anomalies, detect a potential fraud, and act on it uh, rather than uh, post facto. Sure. Uh, well, let's talk about programs and maybe some specific successful programs. And let's start with you, Sean. Uh, can you identify a specific program that you can share with the community uh, that Lightos has been a part of uh, that uh, comes to mind in regards to a success that you guys have had in respect to healthcare IT? Absolutely. I think going back to what we talked about when we started was, you know, taking a healthcare system and being a partner with our government. Um, our government side and taking CHCS and installing something was was originally paper and going from paper to electrons um, back now we're talking over 20 years ago is an amazing progress and I think that is what has set us up to be where we are today um, adopting um, a state-of-the-art medical record like Cerner in the DHA space or even and now moving towards the VA space um, it takes a whole lot of things to happen within the ecosystem to make that happen. Standardize of data, um, training of folks, the change management process, um, and adoption of an electronic health record to go from paper to electrons is a huge, huge effort. And I think in a partnership with the military health system, DHA, um, that has been one of the proudest things we've ever been involved with in supporting the DHA. Right, and I'm sure, uh, making sure that you have all the uh uh, the, the, the security standards and capabilities on top of that to secure that environment is a big deal as well. And that's changed, right? I mean, right. you know, 20, 30 years ago when, when CHCS was envisioned, the security threats of that day are much different than they are today. I mean, we're living in a connected world. Um, CHCS was dummy terminals and, and really internal to the facilities. Um, so it was a, somewhat of a closed system. Now we're talking about an interconnected system that goes worldwide. Right, and uh, as it goes worldwide, uh, lots of uh, opportunities for uh, uh, making sure that you can secure that environment. Uh, Jeremiah, how about at Citrix? Can you tell us about a specific program uh, that you guys have been involved with uh, that you've been able to uh, enable the healthcare capability across one of uh, you know our uh, departments or agencies? Well, I think you know with you know. Colonel Seeley and, and Sean here, I'd, I'd be remiss not to you know, speak to DHA, Dipsum contract over the last couple of years, um, uh, delivering uh, uh, health records to DHA, um, and that's, you know, moved forward enough to where that's saying, you know, the, the VA is going to, you know, duplicate that um, in, from the Cerner can, uh, context. So I think in, in, you know, delivering and being part of that infrastructure, delivering the, the medical records um, and, and apps and data really and securely and having a secure perimeter around that is probably the, you know, one of the most significant programs that we're actually in. 
Wow. So, and, and obviously doing it very securely, and that's one of the things that Citrix is well known for. Uh, Colonel uh, Seely, how about at DHA? Can you give us a, um, a specific example of a program that you guys are uh, implementing that you'd want to share with our audience that uh, is happening at Defense Health? Well, I think the big one that was, was mentioned is uh, many know that uh, we I'm have sorry, what is that? The, that many are aware of mm -hmm. are is the implementation of Cerner. So we have uh, partnerships for those that were at our industry day yesterday. Uh, the Defense Health Agency had industry day um, and, and ha many of our partners there uh, that are in our environment and providing us services, uh, as I said, they, uh, we are rolling out a new ecosystem of software, hardware, and solutions, services um, that include a lot of the products uh, that, that uh, we're talking about today, but the Cerner is the big one. that We call it MHS Genesis. The MHS Genesis is um, kind of the cornerstone of the future strategy, and as we roll that out, uh, we really are looking at uh, developing a more ubiquitous <coughs> ecosystem of of applications. So we're taking some of our legacy platforms, some of our some of the enterprise systems that we have that also leverage some of this the software that we're talking about here, <coughs> and and put them into place so that they are uh, they provide a more ubiquitous um, uh, access to patient information. That's a huge undertaking, right? Um, do you have a timeline as to you know what what's the uh Time frame that uh, DHA is looking to implement that. We have a, we have a schedule that that we're rolling out. Uh, as as many know, part of the transition is is transitioning the the infrastructure that supports the Genesis and uh, and the the data center there, and the other part is actually rolling out the Genesis Genesis product itself. Uh, and the timeline is kind of in a, in a state of flux. So mm -hmm. uh, we've rolled out the first uh, five, four sites at the, in the Pacific Northwest, and we do have an upcoming schedule uh, laid in that we're going to roll out uh, next wave in the next uh, several months, um, next year, and then the rest of that will be laid in as we develop our our uh, action plan. Mm, so a lot of hardware refresh and, and roll out, and then some a lot of software capability on top of that. So yeah. Um, Fantastic. Uh, William, how about at uh, Splunk? Can you share an example of uh, a program that you've been involved in uh, that uh, you'd want to share with the, uh, the listening audience in regards to maybe with the department or agency where Splunk's been really utilized to, to provide healthcare IT? Certainly. Uh, two quick examples come to mind in uh, you know, sort of two different use cases. Uh, operations from an IT perspective and also security and, and compliance. Um, so the, the, the first is a, another shout out to DHA and uh, Colonel Seeley's programs. Uh, Splunk is the, the uh, central platform that's part of the monitoring stack for the, uh, the Genesis system and that infrastructure that it, uh, that it rides on. So being able to uh, help the teams uh, very quickly and, and in some cases proactively you know, identify any hiccups along the way troubleshoot and triage them quickly and ensure uptime for the, the mission critical systems. Um, that's from the, the IT operations perspective. Uh, switching gears over to, to a security and compliance use case at the uh, Department of Health and Human Services, uh, we're seeing a, uh, an adaptive response uh, capability from their security teams roll out. Uh, Centers for Disease Control was one of the, the 
first uh, or, or earliest adopters of that, but we are seeing it spread across the, the operational divisions now of HHS, where it's not just about monitoring, uh, looking for the bad guys anymore, but uh, being able to take a, a informed, quick, and automated response to, to mitigate the threat as it, as it comes in. Um, and so HHS and its operational divisions is having a, a large success with that as well, integrating other technologies with the, the Splunk platform. I would imagine that is a technology that can be used in a, in a lot of different places. I think about things like uh, you know, CMS and, and uh, you know, Social Security and everyone else, not even just healthcare, right? A lot of places that have benefits that need that type of analysis where Absolutely. it makes sense, a, a, a good reuse case for that type of capability. That's correct, yeah, being able to, to get those early wins and then, and then replicate it out across the, uh, across the enterprise, um, as you said, not maybe just for healthcare, but across all their operations as well. Sure, anywhere correct. that you're providing, a, issuing a benefit, I'm sure there's an opportunity there to, to make sure that's uh, being done properly. Uh, well, let's talk about uh, lessons learned. Um, I, th there's always, as we're rolling these things out, you guys are at the forefront in regards to technology, DHA, you're right smack in the middle of this in regards to, uh, you've been at this quite some time, and uh, I always like to share some lessons learned with the audience so they can think about that. And let's start with you, uh, Jeremiah at Citrix. Can you think about some lessons learned that you'd like to share as you, you're, you're, you're probably working with a variety of departments and agencies, certainly on healthcare IT, but a lot of other types of uh, yeah, similar type of capabilities. Something you'd like to share with the audience as far as uh, some patterns that you see and some things that would be helpful for them to understand. I think some of the lessons learned really is, is, is you, you know, are working with an agency, especially in a you know, program or contract basis, you start to, you know, go down the technology road because you're delivering a technology. I said, but you have to keep focusing on what the outcome is because the technology should and can change um, and your, your outcome, intended outcome, stays the same. So I think you really want to, you know, keep focusing on the intended outcomes. So a lesson learned really being is, you know, st stay focused and don't, don't continue down a technology because a lot of times, you know, you know, a lot of, you know, people in the technology world like to, you know, just keep fixing that technology or making that technology work better in that you know, particular environment. Um, and I think uh, you know, focusing on intended outcomes is uh, probably the best you know, lesson learned that you can stay, you know, stay with. And, and I would imagine that this technology has evolved considerably over the last five years, right? Really. Um, in respect to uh, the type of underlying technology that you're using to secure that. Is Splunk involved in that at all as far as, you know, this, this evolving mobile technology and doing any kind of analysis on that? I'm just curious as to, you know, does do Splunk get involved in, uh, in uh, sort of the, the, the mobile play in respect to uh, this uh, evolution of technology? Absolutely, so uh, you know, data is data, right? Whether it's coming from a, a mobile device or platform or, or your enterprise systems as well. Uh, we've had a capability now for, for several years that came as a result of an acquisition to uh, be able to ingest uh, end user experience data and, and, and mobile crash data directly from the, the handset platforms into Splunk. Um, and then more importantly, correlate that with the other data sources that you're collecting, right? Whether they be from, from logs or network traffic or security devices within the enterprise so uh, yeah, mobile is just an extension of the uh, of the enterprise and it's, uh, it's here today so Splunk absolutely allows you to, to capture that and, and, and analyze that data the same as any other. Fantastic well uh, we'll uh, we're talking about lessons learned and we'll continue with that but right now we got to take a short break you are listening to the Federal Executive Forum on Federal News Radio 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. 
How large is your agency? How many mobile workers are you supporting? How many data centers are you consolidating? How many apps are you managing? How many application delivery controllers allow you to securely customize your app delivery for any mission need over any network anywhere in the world? Netscaler from Citrix, the world's most advanced application delivery controller that's proven to be better, cheaper, and faster than F5. Federal health agency leaders are tasked with overcoming challenges, ensuring the well-being of every American, protecting sensitive health information, and preventing fraud. Data-driven insights solve complex challenges, but the increasing volume of data can be daunting. At Splunk, their mission is to help organizations make data accessible and usable. Splunk's data analytics platform has been successfully employed across federal agencies to reduce cyber risk and comply with various healthcare regulations. To learn more, visit splunk.com healthcare. What does it take to solve the world's most important problems in health? Lidos has the brainpower, technology, experience, and scale to help. They patent molecules and develop vaccines to fight cancer. They apply big data and predictive analytics to prevent the spread of disease. They modernize healthcare systems for 9.6 million service members and their families. Choose Lidos and solve something important. Learn more at Lidos.com. That's L-E-I-D-O-S.com slash health. Welcome back to the Federal Executive Forum on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. With me on today's show are Colonel Kevin Seeley, Deputy Chief Information Officer, Defense Health Agency, Jeremiah Cunningham, Senior Director of Sales, Federal Citrix Government, Sean Kelly, Vice President, Business Development, Military and Veterans Health, Lighthouse, and William Von All, Staff Engineer at Splunk. We were talking about lessons learned and let's go to you, Sean, in regards to uh, lessons learned at Lighthouse. You guys have been at this quite a while. You described to our listening audience that, uh, you know, uh, Lighthouse has been in this business of healthcare for uh, uh, over a decade, maybe a couple decades in some cases. Probably got a lot of lessons learned. Can you share some of that with the audience here? Well, I mentioned earlier CHCS, then the migration alter, and we are partnered with Cerner for the Genesis project. And so taking what we've learned over the last almost 30 years for Genesis um, has been paramount um, as we try to apply those. But I think the biggest lesson learned is change management. Um, you, you can't underestimate what it takes for the staff to adjust. And there's some staff that have been around for CCS Alta and now are living with a third version, which is Genesis, and making sure that you incorporate them into the process. If you forget the people part of people, process, and technology, you're really going to have a hard time with any IT project. So um, kind of focusing on the people and making sure that we leverage that uh, depth of knowledge, if you will, uh, across this community, very important as the uh, technology changes and some of the processes change, having that historical information in regards to uh, the people and, and, and can reflect back and demonstrate uh, some of the lessons learned to the rest of the community. Yeah. yeah. I think it could be easy to say, well, we're going from one EHR to another, how hard could it be? But the technology has advanced so much over the years. And so you, you even with the newer generation that has been almost born with phones in their hands and they're connected all the time, there's still a learning curve that you have to take into account and make sure that they're comfortable with it. Sure, sure. Um, I would imagine, uh, Colonel Seeley, that uh, you've got a lot of lessons learned at the Department of 
uh, health in regards to uh, defense health uh, in regards to uh, what you guys have discovered along the way as you've gone on this modernization journey. Do you, would you like to share some of that with our community? So I'll capitalize yeah. on some of the things these gentlemen said um, and talk about uh, strategic discipline. Um, staying the course with uh, a, a massive transformation, migration activity, um, it, it's easy for us to kind of uh, get taken off course. Uh, so to, to talk about what, what Sean says, uh, defense health and veterans health had, had really been a, a, a mainstay for electronic health records and, and really getting out, in, out there and doing it in the 80s and the 90s um, and really I uh, saw a lot of transfer of information and, and knowledge to industry um, and then industry really took that uh, I think in the early 2000s and we've seen that kind of with ONC's help um, really kind of leverage that those lessons learned. Um, looking back over that entire history I think it is now time that, that we kind of take advantage of all the lessons that industry has learned over the last uh, 10 years, 15 years um, in implementation, uh, broader implementation of electronic health records across um, the entire uh, nation. So we're looking to take advantage and leverage the new technologies that are available um, and a, a couple of examples of that are, are um, you know, the, the security aspect uh, and, and providing um, cybersecurity in that uh, sensitive healthcare information environment. Uh, the DHA has stood up, uh, using the lessons learned, DHA has stood up a cyber operations center and, and able to take advantage of the tool sets that are available now uh, to do monitoring and, and security incident and event management across uh, the enterprise. So our focus now is looking at rather than um, standing up silos of IT across uh, a large global enterprise, uh, we're trying to bring that in with, uh, with the technical transformation and what I previously referred to as the medical community of interest network and the desktop to data center approach. And I would imagine with this tectonic shift in technology uh, that there's been uh, uh, considerable um, analysis done on how to secure this environment and this new sort of way of operating. Um, how long have you all been planning for this new transition that you're in the process of making? How long has that been in sort of the, the planning cycle? I just want the audience to appreciate sort of the, the thinking that's going into this. Uh, so when the DHA was stood up, um, the, the, we looked at the entire technical portfolio uh, across the ecosystem and it was determined that we needed to do something. Uh, as Ed mentioned yesterday at our industry day, uh, one of our big problems is what I, what I call IT urban sprawl. Mm -hmm. um, and that is IT in silos that's not well connected, it's not, um, we don't leverage the full value of the information and data that's, that we have stored across all of our, all of our systems. We have interconnects and we do share data, uh, but, it, but it's time to kind of leverage that. I, I, I call it leapfrogging. We're going to, we would like to leapfrog um, into the next uh, generation of healthcare. You see that quite a bit, uh, you know, telecom industry, et cetera, Absolutely. where things get leapfrogged. Absolutely. Um, how long has DHA been in existence, just for the uh, listening audiences? DHA was stood up uh, initial operating capability in October of 2013. Okay, so not, not that long ago. Not that long. Planning started on the technical migration, some of the activities that had to take place in order to stand DHA up. I interestingly enough, for those that aren't aware, the DHA was created out of uh, moving personnel and resources from each of the services. 
So it was originally called a shared service environment. So the Army, Navy, Air Force all contributed out of their medical, um, the Surgeon General's uh, staff and the Defense Health Program, uh, portions of staff, talk about cultures, uh, bringing all of those cultures together um, to create the DHA in 2013. But the health information technology piece went all in, where others were, were you know, had longer-term plans on 1 October 2013, health information technology is all in because we, we understand that we have to build this foundation in order to build up the rest of the healthcare system. It is a essential support function, a critical support function for military health. A lot of culture dynamics, a lot of cheese moving, and then a lot of new technology being introduced into the environments, uh, a real leadership uh, opportunity there, let's say. Uh, William, how about uh, at Splunk? Tell us about some lessons learned that you're uh, uh, encountering at Splunk that you'd like to share with our community. Sure, sure. Uh, to, to echo from uh, Colonel Seeley's uh, use of the, the word data silos there, that is, uh, that is absolutely what we're seeing um, in terms of lessons learned is, is the need to, to break down those silos to uh, be able to have visibility across what has historically been um, segmented and isolated uh, pools of data uh, for a large reason uh, due to security, right? Historically and, and, and even to some extent today, that is how uh, industry has chosen to secure its data, is to isolate it, segment it, and, and protect each, uh, each pool of data individually. But um, that certainly limits the value then that uh, an organization can extract out of that data when you want to perform some sort of, of cross-cutting analysis. And sometimes the, the information sharing, the uh, exchange agreements that are in place, um, they're just not uh, good enough, uh, technically speaking, right, um, to be able to analyze the data that lives in, in different places owned by different individuals or organizations. So um, we're seeing many of our agencies now move to, towards breaking down those silos to uh, be able to perform more effective, more efficient analysis of the data and to leverage it for multiple use cases we talked about earlier, right? This isn't just security data, this isn't just IT operations data, this isn't just mission data anymore. It can now be leveraged and used across all and, and, and many more right. use I cases. Think just trying to manage all that data, you know, all these devices that are now producing these records and capability in a variety of ways, both operationally and, you know, from a business perspective, just trying to uh, collect all that data, analyze it in a proper kind of way is a is a is a is a daunting task, right? And it, it's it certainly can be. And that's technologies like Splunk really help. It's another lesson learned you know, that with the proliferation of, of Internet of Things, of medical devices coming online and, and sharing their data um, or, or making that data accessible, um, we need new ways to, to manage that data, right? New ways to store it, new ways to access it. Sure. Uh, well, let's get into some priorities. Um, and let's start with uh, Jeremiah, you at Citrix. Now, what are the top priorities for you in regards to uh, Citrix, a company, and what, what, are your, what, what, what do you see your customers asking for that you guys are focusing your attention on? Um, I, I think what, you know, the prior, what customers are asking for you know, certainly should be our priority. Um, but I think what customers are asking for really is, is choice. Um, and because they have, you know, they have environments that are already there, they're going to, they may change, but the customer is asking for choice, and the customer is asking for, you know, a uh, rock-solid user experience, and to deliver both securely, right? So that those are our priorities: is to do just that. Um, you know, we want to deliver a technology stack that drives innovation as well, um, but. 
and when you do that, um, you talk about the culture, you talk about, you know, and when you talk about culture, really you talk about an opinion, right? Someone has an opinion and we'll term that as, you know, a cultural issue. Sure. Um, and, and that opinion may say, okay, I wanna, I wanna do it one way versus the other. So Citrix really allows for that choice, whether it's choice in device, um, choice in how you aggregate the data, how you want to present the data, uh, how you want to manage or view the data, you know, choice in device, or it could be choice in, uh, you know, in cloud environments. So um, all those things, you know, the you, uh, choice, um, you know, developer de delivering a choice to the uh, uh, organization, delivering a user experience to the end user, and delivering that securely are really the top priorities for, for Citrix. It sounds like, too. Uh, Sean, how about at Lidos? Um, what are the top priorities at Lidos, and what are you seeing as far as your customer base? You know, our customer base is military and veterans health and, and for my group. And we see as our priorities looking at the full spectrum of care. Um, as you mentioned at the beginning of the program, healthcare costs are estimated by around $3 trillion. 86% um, of that is chronic conditions. We expect prescription costs to raise, I think is the number I saw was 136% by 2025. You know, if we don't get control of our cost of healthcare, then healthcare is going to become too expensive for the ordinary American. And Colonel Sealy, whether it's Colonel Sealy or whether it's the VA CIO, um, they're looking at how they're going to be able to control costs because IT is very expensive. It's usually a very big item. So how do we help them? How do we become a thought leader in that, in that industry and make sure that we're not only bringing what the today problem is, but helping our customers go to the next level and, and look at what will be needed, like you mentioned, how much tr technology has transformed in the last five years. So what's going to transform in the next five years? I think we're seeing the cycles shorten every time we go around them. And so how do we help our customers? So priorities, um, data. We've mentioned data on a few occasions. How do we get that data where it's usable and actually can get into artificial intelligence data analytics? Um, I think that's really the key for the future. Um, how do we make sure that the care for our, our active duty service members, their families, the retirees, but also our veterans, how do we make sure that we're giving a solution that actually brings value, a value-based care? You know, making sure that customer engagement or patient engagement is at its highest quality. I think those are our priorities as we look at it. Driving that cost down and making sure you're giving a good experience to the uh uh, uh, to the patient, if you will. Um, uh, Colonel Seeley, how about at DHA? Uh, what are the priorities uh, that you see in front of you in regards to DHA? Well, there's 14 functions, and and some of those are uh, are just budget. We have to we have to pay very close attention to that. So as we walk forward and look at our strategic investments, our discipline strategic investments, we have to do a dollar by dollar analysis. And I, and so the second part of that is ensuring that we have the right partnerships with industry and that we uh, we have conveyed uh, the requirements that we have appropriately to industry as we design intentionally design deliberately design for uh, for performance. Uh, of the, the future state health information technology ecosystem. So looking at those, uh, re reducing variance as a subset um, and increasing standardization to, to create enterprise solutions. Um, and that there's, I would say, echo that there's lots of opportunity there for, for everyone to kind of 
understand where we're going. As I mentioned yesterday, we are changing and uh, we, we, we truly appreciate vendors that are coming along with us and, and changing with us and re responding and reacting to, uh, to those needs that we have as a military health institution. And the industry day that you had yesterday, about how many people showed up to that? Just uh, There were approximately 700 in attendance uh, and there was another 200 or so on, online. On so the tremendous interest and the purpose of the industry day in general was to share our requirements, our, 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 our future way ahead um, and get an understanding of where the DHA is moving to strategically. Fantastic, and it sounds like you've got a lot of folks that are interested in uh, this capability and, and helping provide this type of solution to, uh, to the community at large, right? Um, uh, William, how about at Splunk? Uh, can you give us some examples of uh, some priorities that you have there at Splunk in regards to maybe what you're hearing from your customers, what you guys are thinking about, what's going on across your environment? Absolutely, it's, yeah. it's quite simply, it's being able to deliver on the priorities that our esteemed colleagues and customers here today have, have identified. You know, the, uh, the National Institutes of Health published a, a strategic plan for, for data science recently. And in that plan, they outline five key initiatives or, or focus areas for them that really, I think, resonate throughout all of, of the healthcare industry, uh, public sector and, and private as well. Um, they include a uh, improvement of infrastructure and uh, security uh, for, their, for their data programs, um, breaking down those information silos that we've already talked about, increasing access to, to analytics tools and ramping up the analytics data science workforce as well. Um, and then lastly, uh, making available, um, easily accessible, reusable data sets, right, that can be shared uh, interagency or, or among agencies. Um, so again, being able to deliver on the promise of those initiatives and, and what they can lead to for the betterment of, of uh, patient experience uh, and, and healthcare in general, uh, certainly a focus of Splunk, and we aim to do that through enabling technologies, right? Technologies that we are developing right now today, either organically in-house or through acquisition, um, that include supervised and unsupervised machine learning, uh, automation capabilities, uh, the artificial intelligence that was, was touched on earlier uh, through AI operations, um, but really being able to support our customers' initiatives by taking as much of the, the workload burden off of them as possible, letting the, the computing power that they have uh, harnessed you know, be available to them to, uh, to make those analyses uh, and, and ultimately the decisions that result from them easier, faster, more efficient. Are you seeing this, Sean, in, in your customer base as well as far as uh, being able to take this data, analyze it in a, in a much richer way and in a more um, uh, sophisticated way so that they can make some good decisions? Absolutely. We, we have two programs, um, one in Point Loma with the Special Forces. We also have one up in Grand Connecticut with the Submarine Force where it is actually human performance work where they take data in real time and actually help those um, ensure that there's peak performance within the Submarine Force and the Special Forces, but also too in making sure they can return to duty as quick as possible. I mean, labs that can, can test people in conditions as high as 130 degrees and as low as zero degrees, you know, and making sure that understanding what those conditions and how they impact performance, as well as similar studies that are done in the submarine force. And so as we can bring that data together and really look at it holistically, um, I think we've made some tremendous progress in those areas for those, those customers. And I would imagine that uh, you're seeing this across your community, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's not just in the healthcare, but it's 
uh, in the uh, the rest of the defense uh, environment and the uh, uh, commercial environment and the uh, civil environment. Is that a fair yeah. statement? Correct, Luke. It's it's. Uh, you know, the, the tagline is data-driven decision-making. Everybody wants to, to move in the direction of making more informed and better decisions uh, based upon the data at hand, but to Sean's point, doing it in, in real time and near real time, right? Not the, uh, the batch processing or the, the looking backwards of, of yesteryear. And, and, uh, you know, look, I think that we, the way we struggle is, it's not an absence of data. It's too much data, and, and, and trying to figure out sure. what data can actually be useful and what we can do to get to those real-time decisions. Um, and I think that's a big part of the problem, especially when we deal with data that's siloed. When that data siloed or not available to everybody, you know, it, yes, it, you may feel it's secure, but what are you hindering in the process by keeping it siloed and not part of a bigger project? And I think DAJ has done a really good job with centralizing the data with the repositories, and I think that's helped with their you know, readiness and performance. Well, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit when we come back from break, but right now we're going to take a short break. Uh, you're listening to the Federal Executive Forum on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. How large is your agency? How many mobile workers are you supporting? How many data centers are you consolidating? How many apps are you managing? How many application delivery controllers allow you to securely customize your app delivery for any mission need over any network anywhere in the world? Netscaler from Citrix, the world's most advanced application delivery controller that's proven to be better, cheaper, and faster than F5. Federal health agency leaders are tasked with overcoming challenges, ensuring the well-being of every American, protecting sensitive health information, and preventing fraud. Data-driven insights solve complex challenges, but the increasing volume of data can be daunting. At Splunk, their mission is to help organizations make data accessible and usable. Splunk's data analytics platform has been successfully employed across federal agencies to reduce cyber risk and comply with various healthcare regulations. To learn more, visit splunk.com healthcare. What does it take to solve the world's most important problems in health? Lidos has the brainpower, technology, experience, and scale to help. They patent molecules and develop vaccines to fight cancer. They apply big data and predictive analytics to prevent the spread of disease. They modernize healthcare systems for 9.6 million service members and their families. Choose Lidos and solve something important. Learn more at Lidos.com. That's L-E-I-D-O-S dot com slash health. Welcome back to the Federal Executive Forum on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. With me on today's show are Colonel Kevin Seeley, De Deputy Chief Information Officer, Defense Health Agency, Jeremiah Cunningham, Senior Director of Sales, Federal Citrix Government, Sean Kelly, Vice President, Business Development, Military and Veterans Health, Lidos, and William Von Alt, Staff Engineer, at Spelunk. We were talking about big data and the analysis of big data and uh, top priorities there. Uh, Colonel Seeley, I'm, I'm just curious at uh, DHA. Uh, I'm sure that big data and analysis and, and how you're collecting big data is a big deal over there. Uh, any sense about that in regards to one of the priorities? Uh, it is, and ensuring that we have that data in a secure place mm -hmm. um, and, and, and reduced numbers of platforms uh, to make it a little more ubiquitous and manageable uh, and also secure. 
security of, of all of the, the big data. We say big data, but it obviously oftentimes is, is aggregated in, in a repository mm -hmm. and data warehouses. Um, and we have a lot of good data that we use to analyze for population health and clinical decision support. Uh, and we, we use that uh, quite often. But um, protecting that data and, and, uh, and applying what we call our risk management framework uh, to ensure that everything that we're doing, all of the systems that we own, all the applications, data centers, the networks uh, are all secure. Um, that is something that I, I think our industry partners have listened to in, um, in recent years and understanding that we've graduated from DIACAP to a risk management framework. And although it's really challenging in some senses that, that uh, I think vendor, vendor communities from, from Internet of Things, medical device vendors, and, and large system, large scale system application vendors understand the importance of, of risk management framework. So I'd add that to one of my, one of our sure, priorities. Quite a collection of data that has to come together and then using different types of tools to analyze that. Well, let's talk about challenges that need to be overcome. And uh, let's start with you, Jeremiah, in regards to Citrix. And what do you see as challenges out there that need to be overcome as we sort of look forward into the future uh, that you all are experiencing at Citrix that you see happening within the community? I think some of the challenges really come around, <laughs> you know, in trying to, we, we, you know, Citrix provide a, and deliver a digital, a secure digital workspace, right? So in doing so, we want the user to think about doing their job, doing the work at hand versus worry about the technology. So that's one of the challenges is to, you know, in, ensure that experience where technology is not the main function but doing the you know, operational function, especially when you get to healthcare, you have the, the clinician, um, they're providing medical care. They shouldn't have to worry about the technology. So I think you know, that's, that's one challenge to make sure that that's you know, seamless. Um, the other challenge is bringing in new technologies to the healthcare environment um, and increasing bandwidth in the, in the rural areas. Um, um, healthcare in some areas is much better because of you know getting information and technology to the clinicians in some areas not so bandwidth um, you know bringing technology new technologies into the environments uh, and those things would be some That's of the key deal. sure uh, Sean how about at Lightus uh, what do you guys see in regards to um, uh, the challenges out there that need to be overcome to sort of move <laughs> this ball forward Overall, uh, for the healthcare industry as a whole, is cybersecurity. Um, we're seeing a drastic increase in ransomware attacks on hospitals and healthcare institutions. Um, we really have to get a hold of this. Um, I don't personally believe that cybersecurity is the same across the board. I think healthcare has a special mix. Um, you know, if things go wrong, you have patients' lives in, in, in your facilities. And as mentioned earlier, you know, there there's so many things. A medical device can last almost 20 years on the network. You know, it's a heavy um, operational or capital expense that we invest in. And so in some organizations, it could cost billions of dollars to just replace them all into the most, the latest, you know, operating system, and that's not possible. And so you have those. You, we're now, most because of um, ONC rules, we have folks now mostly on EHRs. Even the small doctor's offices are now in EHRs. So the healthcare data is very attractive on the black market. 
and it's it's being gone after, and now it's in electronic format. And so cybersecurity has to be important across all of healthcare to make sure we can progress forward. Yeah, collecting all that information, storing it so that you can analyze it, but it's so important from a, uh, just a, a patient care and you know a patient safety issue becomes a, a real important um, uh, situation. How about at Splunk? Um, uh, what do you guys see as far as the major challenges out there that just you know you guys need to think about and uh, that you think need to be overcome in regards to pushing the uh, agenda forward? The, the biggest challenge that we tend to encounter or that our customers tend to encounter is that, that uh, access to data, right? We've, uh, we've already talked a lot about the, the data silos and uh, being able to, to get a holistic view, um, my marketing folks would want me to use the term single pane of glass, um, but being able to, to, to look across the silos uh, as, we, as we've already talked about and uh, get actionable intelligence uh, from that, that uh, data that's being generated and collected um, is just very tough today, right? That's, that's the, the next obstacle, the next challenge that needs to be overcome in order to maximize the, the, the value that uh, they can realize at the agencies. Is that something that um, you guys are looking at introducing some new technologies for, or is that just something that the way these things are being implemented, or you know, what, 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 how do you solve that? Uh? It's, it's, it's all of a people, process, and technology pro problem. Uh -huh. um, and uh, there are certainly technologies out there, Splunk being one of them, that, that, that can help to uh, combat that, uh, you know, distributed search and, and, and look across multiple uh, pools of data, different geographies, different locations. That's, that's the easy part, is the technology. Um, uh, people's mindsets in terms of how we protect, how we store, how we manage data, and then uh, just the, the processes that are built around that in terms of uh, being able to, to change the, the course of the ship, if you will, right, to uh, do something different than we've done in, in past decades sure, um, is, sure. is the challenge. So it's a little bit of both, it sounds like. Uh, Colonel Seeley, how about at DHA? Uh, what do you see as sort of the challenges out there as you look towards, you know, this large implementation uh, that you're facing today? Yeah, I caveat that in, in saying that each I, a technological experience is, is, a, is a personal experience sure. for a patient or a provider. Um, we, we select our platforms, whether it's Android, iPhone, um, the, we come to expect a certain level of performance. We also come to expect that, that the technology will be of value to us, going back to what I said at the start, getting the right information to me whether it's coming out of a big data platform and using AI and machine learning and telling me the things that it believes that I need to know, but also the choices that I make um, in, in getting that information. So the ability to take this new, um, this new world that we have with all of this data and making it valuable to me as a patient or me as a provider uh, or me as, as a technician that's looking at a cybersecurity dashboard um, those are things that are, are essential, I think, to, to allowing us to lever truly leverage technology the, the way it is today. We, we do have, as Sean said, information overload, uh, alert fatigue, all of these things that are coming at us, all these things that are coming at our providers. This is a, this, where we're at right now is a true opportunity, I think, to make a real difference in how we deliver healthcare. Uh, to ensure that providers can customize their experience in the new platform, per patients can customize their experience in the new platform to get the information and data that's valuable to them and the things that they want to know. 
the questions, what do we need to ask of, of the data and how would we need to present it to them. Um, and all of the, all of the industry partners that we, we deal with uh, are really asking those same questions. It is, a, it is a complex challenge to get that right information to the right customer and the right patient and the right provider at the right time. And I think as we've continued to ask that question, uh, we will get the answer as we move forward and, and build out the new foundation. Yeah, I think uh, personalized medicine and, you know, uh, patients want uh, choices uh, in a lot of cases. Uh, so, um, all right, we've got a little bit uh, under eight minutes, and I always like to end with uh, sort of painting a, a picture of the future. So let's start with you, William, at, at Splunk. You know, what, 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 is, uh, what, what is over the horizon look like uh, to Splunk? You know, we we want to see our customers be successful with making the the, the best, uh, most well-informed, data-driven decisions they can, and uh, that speaks to uh, solving some of the, the challenges and obstacles that we've talked about here today. It speaks to, to some of the futures with um, machine learning and, 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 and AI ops, but uh, there are some big problems out there, specifically in, in healthcare and healthcare IT, to solve. Um, I know conversations that I've been involved in recently at, at some of the highest levels of the, the Health and Human Services Agency, uh, looking at, as one case example, you know, the opioid, opioid epidemic that uh, America is facing. Um, the, the department is uh, taking that very seriously uh, with their approach to leveraging uh, data and data science methodologies and tools to be able to address that more, uh, more efficiently and more in real time. They've partnered with uh, industry and, and, and academic uh, academia partners as well, mm -hmm. um, and so uh, you know that's 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 the panacea. That's our perfect world is to be able to say you have the resources available, you have the data available. Um, let's make sure that it's accessible. Let's make sure that it's usable, and let's make sure that you're leveraging that to uh, sure. to your best ability. Sure, Jeremiah. How about at Citrix? Um, uh, what's the future hold? Uh, what does the horizon look like as you look over it? Well, the, uh, the future is bright, um, which is a good thing. Yes, um, as always. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I, I, we really at Citrix, we look to you know power the delivery of healthcare solutions. Really, in I go back to security, securely deliver the data that's needed, and how you access that data. Um, and, and we go back to the user experience, and really the the choice in the environments and choice of the individual clinician, what kind of devices or uh, choice in cloud. And really, I think the future really is a, a journey for all of us. Um, and when you're taking a journey, picking your partners, picking, you know, having the right customers and having that relationship, um, you know, Citrix, 25-year-old um, uh, company, still right-hand um, quadrant in many sectors uh, of Gardner. Um, so we can, we can deliver the solutions, and we see it as you know we can we can partner to you know meet the challenges that uh, these large undertakings are going to have. Um, so I, I think delivering that and end user experience is going to be uh, you know critical for us in a very secure way. Providing choices and making sure it's done securely uh, is a big deal. Uh, Sean, how about at Lightus? What is the uh, what is the uh, the picture look like as you guys uh, look across the horizon? I think Jeremiah and the Colonel have kind of touched on it. This healthcare is personal. And I think that when you look at companies like Amazon, Apple, and Google, by the way, who are all now entering the healthcare market, um, I think that their success has been based on creating a personalized experience for their users. Um, 
I think Lighthouse is, is in that ballpark as well. We want to bring solutions to the table that our customer need, but also that our customers want. Um, the, the patient today is more educated than they've ever been before. They walk in with believing what they already know their diagnosis is to a doctor's visit sure. based on what they've been able to find on the internet. Um, but we equally, as um, one of the largest system integrators in the marketplace, have to make sure that our customers are equipped with the latest and greatest information as well. Making sure we're working together with, with good partners and making sure that the right information at the right time for the right provider, for the right patient is available. And so Lighthouse wants to make sure that we are also engaging not only our customers, but also their customers, the patients, the service members, the retirees, um, the uh, veterans, to make sure that they have what they need when they go into the respective facilities. And, and experience, right? Yes. Uh, Colonel, how about uh, at uh, uh, DHA? What does it look like once this uh, this current environment that you're uh, uh, this project you're embarking on is fully realized? Uh, what, what does that future look like for uh, Luke, the patients, you, the soldiers, etc.? You just said it. End-to-end yeah. uh, -end experience. If I look at what the future is going to hold for us as we build out kind of a new uh, technology platform. The technology piece is going to be transparent and, and should be very quiet to the end user. The end user experience, uh, what the care that our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines receive um, should, should not be dependent on the technology. It should be that technology piece and that layer should be transparent. They should be getting the information that they need. Their providers need to have that, whether it's in, in the battlefield as a battlefield medic or whether it's their provider or care in the air or patient transport, whether it's uh, care at the VA, whether it's care at, at, a, at a managed care support contractor, uh, purchase care is what we call it. Regardless of where uh, our military members are in the system of healthcare, they need to be able to get their information in the right place at the right time. So, so their providers can make the right decisions and they can make their, those decisions with their providers. So having that available to them um, without, without all the alert fatigue, um, you know, I see in the future the patients owning their data and being able to provide that to whomever they need mm -hmm. um, and, and really understanding uh, that it is their data and their information that goes with them throughout their entire life into the VA um, and, and until, they, uh, until they, they pass. And I would imagine that, uh, you know, there'll be a day where the, uh, uh, the um, service member can interact directly with the doctors, right? You know, through a telemedicine type of environment, you know, using some of these mobile technologies, et cetera. You're seeing a lot more of that. That's something that you would expect to see? In the, uh, yeah, and to open that up, uh, yeah. we, we could talk about virtual health. I mean, we've been doing telemedicine yep. for 28, 29 years, not new, right. but certainly underutilized. Uh, and I think a, a, lot of, a lot of the laws have changed in order to allow that cross-state, cross-border um, uh, uh, evaluation. But since our we've been kind of tied down a little bit by, by some of those as well because uh, even though we're in a federal system, uh, the the vir virtual health still has uh, laws that go along with that in the federal space. So I know that we're running out of time there, but we could talk all afternoon about that. And I think that's an exciting topic. Maybe the next time we talk about IT healthcare, we'll talk uh, a little bit more about sort of that whole uh, emerging environment. Well, I'd like to thank today's guests for taking time from their busy schedule to join us for this program. I'd like to thank our sponsors for Without We Don't Have a Show. 
I'd like to thank the good people here at Federal News Radio that make our program so successful and enjoyable. And most of all, I'd like to thank the listening audience out there that tune in every month. You've been listening to the Federal Executive Forum on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. Thank you for listening to the 2018 Federal Executive Forum Series on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM, proudly celebrating 13 years. This show was produced by the Treza Media Group. If you missed any portion of this show, you can listen to the show in its entirety and on demand at federalnewsradio.com. 